Welcome to the Daily Well Podcast with Andrew and Kate Seppo, your podcast for all things holistic health and wellness from a Christian worldview. Hey guys, it's good to be back with you. We took a little hiatus for a little bit. It's just life gets crazy sometimes and it's good to focus on rest and recovery. And uh, yeah, so we're happy to be back on the podcast with a beautiful topic today. This is one that I'm super passionate about. (laughs) If you can't tell by my voice, I'm being a little sarcastic, but this is where my love language is what's important to my wife and she loves having good quality cookware and things in the kitchen. So I love to support her and be a part of the conversation. We're going to hear a lot more from Kate probably than me on this one. Yeah, but it's a balance, right? I'm a minimalist by nature. (laughs) (laughs) Probably the least amount of minimalism in my house is in my kitchen. But we did want to share with you the top products and tools that we keep in our kitchen to do a lot of the homemaking that we do every single week. And what we found makes it a lot easier and more sustainable for our lifestyles. Yeah, and and this is going to depend on really what you enjoy doing. Again, you've heard if you listen to our podcast for any length of time, my wife absolutely loves doing DIY stuff, making bread from scratch, making, you know, bagels and, and muffins and things like that from scratch. We make our own butter and cheese sometimes. So we have different things that you might not need, but if you're interested in that, keep listening. Yeah, but I also, I really love dual function products. So things that can do more than just one thing. So I think one of my classic examples is we have a KitchenAid mixer that I actually did get handed down to me from my mom, which has been awesome. Blessing. But some people that make a lot of bread might go for a bread maker or a bread machine. And for me, I want the KitchenAid mixer because if I'm going to have something taking up that much space, I'd love for it to have more of a purpose than just making bread. With my KitchenAid mixer, I can also do other baked goods. I can do butter. It has the whisk attachment. You can make homemade whipped cream. And you can get the kneading hook on it so that you can also do breads as well. So that's just a quick example. If you can't, if you can't uh, take away from that, we love bread. We, love, we, love, we do love bread. We love homemade bread. Homemade bread, what we know what's put into it is... Jesus is the bread of life, right? He's a- not the broccoli of life. <laughs> he's the bread of life. <laughs> that's a great quote. He is the broccoli of life. No, he's the bread of life. But no, I think the first really nice piece of kitchen equipment, I shouldn't even say that I invested in, I got it as a gift, but that I had really, really wanted was a high-speed blender. And that's something I think if you're if you're somebody who's looking to get into healthy eating or this whole idea of making things yourself, that's probably a really good place to start. The blender? Yeah. I agree, because you can do a lot with it. Obviously, the smoothies was the biggest aspect for me. If you're somebody that wants to do a lot of green smoothies and you have like the hearty kale and spinach, having a high-powered Vitamix blender, it doesn't have to be Vitamix, but a high-powered blender like a Vitamix is going to really pulverize those greens into a completely smooth consistency in a way that a maybe lower end blender couldn't. But I do also use it for sauces. We make a lot of aiolis. You can do mayonnaises. You can do, you can actually even make juices in your Vitamix blender. Which which we've done before, Yeah. yeah. You just have to strain it to get the pulp out. But it's a really versatile product that we use a lot throughout the week, whether we're blending soups, smoothies, Juices, sauces. Grinding coffee. We do grind our coffee in there too. Probably not the best, but we Yeah, we just found out we're grinding it a little too fine for our It's too high. It's too high speed (laughs) of a blender. It does too good a job. (laughs) But yeah, you can do pretty much anything in there, and I really, really appreciate that. I've already kind of touched on my KitchenAid mixer. I didn't purchase it. Um, It was handed down to me, but if you can get your hands on one, even a second-hand KitchenAid mixer... It is probably one of my most versatile kitchen tools. When I tell people that we make homemade butter, they're like, you churn butter for that? I said, no, dude, you throw it in the KitchenAid mixer. And they're like, 
Oh, that's a thing? I'm like, yeah, you set it and forget it. It's nice. It is. You Even when you're doing bread, you need to knead it for 10, 15 minutes sometimes. And it's like, I can set the KitchenAid mixer, go do something, come back. So much of my kitchen time is actually very hands-off because of some of the products that I own, and I love it. That's called being smart, working smarter, not harder. But if you're bare bones just starting, get yourself a set of really sharp knives. Yes, and find somebody who can sharpen them for you. As true, we've had our sharpened in ages. We do need to get them sharpened. You you put that down, I'm like, our knives are not really that sharp, (laughs) Keith. But they they still do a pretty good job. Well, a lot of places, like even like a lot of farmer's markets, you'll find people who have a little setup that will be able to sharpen your knife on the spot. That is very true. But that just makes every aspect of meal prep so much better when you don't have to worry about cutting through things like watermelon and sweet potatoes and just kind of the heavier, heartier fruits and vegetables that we're working our way through. Okay, so pans, I think, is kind of a bit of a hot topic right now. Like, what is considered non-toxic or truly healthy for you? And so much of this is greenwashing, where you think something is really healthy, but really it's maybe not as healthy, especially underneath the ceramic coating. So if you have something maybe like a green pan that you have scratched with a fork or a metal utensil. Salsa, gentlemen, why when you're helping your wife in the kitchen, don't scrape with metal yeah. Don't no. stir no, no, with no. metal. Don't 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 cut things up. I learned that early on in my in my marriage. Use a wooden spoon to stir things or Absolutely. or, or a, ru- uh, a rubber silicone. Yeah. Um spatula, please. Thank yeah, you. You did learn that soon. That's my that's my PSA for husbands out there. But it's kinda like other things where you know the exterior coating is fine and clean, but what's underneath isn't. And the minute it gets scratched, it's leaching what's not healthy underneath into your food. So I like to purchase things that are just clean from the inside out. And that can be a lot of different products depending on your budget or your lifestyle. So so we have a couple of different options in our home. I have one, it's a brand called Caraway Pan. It's a kind of a ceramic fry pan that I really like for things like eggs that could be really, really sticky on maybe my cast irons. But I also have a set of cast irons that now I adore. It took us a while to get to a place that we really appreciated our cast irons. They were the bane of my existence for a while. But we didn't season them right. Well, in our household too, uh, I'm the dishwasher of the two of us. I was a professional dishwasher for for a season in my life. He does life. come with experience. I do. I, I, I wash some good dishes. But, yeah, you need to season your cast iron really well. Otherwise, there'll be frustration unknown to mankind. But once it's seasoned well, it is very easy to cook with. It's very easy to clean. And, in fact, depending on what you're cooking, you don't even wash it. You can just wipe it out with a little paper towel because you want the oils and the salts and the seasonings to actually stay in the pan. But fun fact, I actually bought my set of cast irons when I was pregnant with my first daughter because I'm naturally low in iron. And, you know, cooking with this just for the length of one pregnancy is not going to make an astronomical difference. But when you cook with them every day for year after year after year, it actually can make a slow and steady improvement on your iron levels because it's adding a little bit of iron to your food as you cook with it. Thanks for listening to the Daily Well Podcast with Andrew and Kay Seppo. If you have any questions or topic ideas, you can reach out to the Daily Well Podcast on our website, myhopefm.net. Just click podcast. Another really great option is stainless steel. And again, that's going to be a little bit on the pricier side as is something like copper. So depending on your budget, they can be a little more challenging to clean sometimes too. So that's where I start to prefer my cast irons because I think they're overall easier to clean once you have them seasoned right. Another item you'll definitely want is a big stock pot. I really prefer one that can go from the stove into the oven especially if you're making something like an artisan sourdough style bread that you'll want to steam in a pot. 
we make a lot of big chilies and that kind of stuff on the stove, but I also will bake bread in my big stock pot. And it has a lot of functions in our house too. So that is a must have in the Seppo kitchen. One thing I will say is that you need to really be mindful to have just a ton of random wooden spoons around and or uh, other little utensils because if you have one of them, you will always be using it and put it somewhere or clean it and it's drying or it's dirty and you haven't washed it yet. So my my thing is I love having like two or three, if not four, wooden spoons of various sizes because you never know when that's going to get just the right hit uh, on a different different type of pans. You need to to stir something or to, to mix something up. See, I'm the opposite. I have a favorite wooden spoon. I know. And I only use the one wooden spoon. I know. Spoon. <laughs> Here's the thing. We we found, when, and I'm sure any married couple out there can totally agree with this, you have one way of doing things. Like when I cook a meal, I try to use the least amount of utensils and pots and pans as possible. I would rather clean as I go and then reuse that than as opposed to use like three or four different things. My wife is the exact opposite. She would Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. If You're she, taking me back like eight years. Do you know how much you've trained me in the kitchen? <laughs> it's it, <laughs> you, This it, is not representing how <laughs> I cook today. No, but this is how, this is how when we first met. Typically, she just, there, there's some, in every relationship, there's somebody who will use 10 pans and somebody who will use one pan. It's good to find a way to come together or to work together and clean as you go. That way, when you get done, nobody wants to get done with their meal and have just a whole entire kitchen full of just things left to clean. It's just the worst. So. No, but when you are choosing utensils to cook with, I do want to add that we try our best to avoid plastic, Teflon, and nylon where possible. And we will look for more silicon or stainless steel or wooden utensils, depending on the exact product. Another couple of just random things that we love to keep in our kitchen are obviously a good vegetable peeler. I think everybody needs a good vegetable peeler. Of course. But we also have a microplane grater, which is great for things like zest, or if you want to maybe like sprinkle in a little bit of ginger or um, zest in some garlic rather than mince it yourself. We use that a fair amount. Um, we have glass measuring cups. That way we're not, again, using plastic in our kitchen. We try to opt for that silicone or that glass option pretty much any time that we can. But we also have a mandolin. And I will say that's also been a newer addition to my kitchen. I literally got this at the dollar store several years ago. But it's a really great option if you want to make thinly sliced cucumbers or shred some carrots, like different options. Potatoes, if you want to make homemade potato chips, those kind of things. Which we haven't done yet, which sounds really good. Our, our mandolin costs a dollar. I don't know that it could hold up to a full potato, but <laughs> <laughs> it's something I'm contemplating upgrading at some point in the near future. But a mandolin is just a really solid tool in your kitchen. It's also a very handy stringed instrument. I'm sure it is. I don't play it. <laughs> <laughs> and then for coffee, we actually like to do a glass French press. Again, we try to keep away from plastic, especially if the liquid's going to be really hot. Although I should say we did just update upgrade to a stainless steel. French press, which I might recommend because it actually insulates it a little better. That's what I was thinking. I'm sure it was. <laughs> and then if you're just looking to round out your kitchen, a few other things we do have personally are a food processor. We have a, you know, a colander to drain your pastas and we have some whisks and graters and those types of things. But what we have doesn't really take up a whole lot of space. We don't have a lot of things that only serve one purpose. And I do tend to go through our kitchen about once a year and just kind of rotate like if I'm not cooking with this is it something that's still needing to take up space because right you want your kitchen to be really functional 
And every time you want to go grab something in the middle of cooking a meal, you don't want to be wondering where it is. You want to know exactly where it is. You want to be able to identify a purpose for it and its use in that meal. So yeah, and like everything else in our in our lives, this is a very specific to you thing, right? Mm-hmm. So so you're you're the size of your kitchen if you're living in an apartment versus a huge open kitchen versus a, a giant kitchen that has a big island in the middle of it. You're obviously, most people expand to the space they're given. We tend to be a minimalist because if you have too much stuff, it just gets clutter and you actually don't end up using it and you forget where it's at. So yeah, just try to be mindful. Use what you use and, and try to just be, be intentional about not over-purchasing things like that. Yeah, really do your best to think about the quality of the uh, materials that what you're buying are and if you can find something that serves more than one purpose, I think that is a better value for your dollar personally. But anyway, I know this was kind of a random podcast, but I hope it was helpful for you, especially if you are maybe diving a little bit more into the homemaking, home from scratch cooking. But yes, I do hope that this was helpful for you in just kind of thinking through what might, what tools might be of value to you as you try to cook a little bit more from scratch and do a little bit more homemaking in your house. Thanks for listening to the Daily Well Podcast with Andrew and Kate Seppo. We pray that you're able to take a piece of information back to use for your health journey. And if you'd like to reach out to us, you can at myhopefm.net. Just click podcast. You know what I forgot? The Instant Pot. If you don't have an Instant Pot, you need to own one. It is one of my favorite kitchen tools.